This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's T and J, Taz and Jim, with a little P. Peacock's here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not uh, crazy about that intro, but that's cool. Would you rather us intro you as a DP coming at you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Bill Belichick, we were analyzing this video earlier, Jim and I, and we want to get Dev's thoughts. There's a uh, doorbell camera video that has surfaced online, and it sure looks like Bill Belichick is sneaking out of a lady's <laughs> house at sunrise uh, with no shirt on. <laughs> Closing the door very carefully and then heading towards either his vehicle or an Uber. We don't really see where he goes when he heads down the stairs, the front steps of this house. Um, But many are speculating that it's the coach of the New England Patriots doing the walk of shame. He's a single guy now. He's split from his girlfriend, so he's back on the market. At age 70. (laughs) Age 71, yeah. Uh, Dev, what were your thoughts when you watched? Uh, I mean, first I was wondering where his shirt was. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I get the you know, time to you know mosey on out, but uh, grab your shirt. Jim speculated earlier that possibly the gal was sleeping with Bill's sleeveless uh, hoodie sweater on, <laughs> and saying to herself. <laughs> I can't believe I'm dating an NFL coach. And then Bill said, time to leave. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I'll sacrifice the sweater and get out of here. I can't believe I'm getting married to Bill Belichick. (laughs) Was he he wearing pants, though? It looked like he was wearing pants. But it's also like like boxers. He he steps outside, but it looks like he's kind of sucking in his gut. And then he's looking around like he's trying to get away with something. You know, like he thinks he might be. He's trying to get... He doesn't want anyone to see him sneaking out of a house with no shirt on. <laughs> sure, but he's like, yeah, it's like he's acting kind of casual. And he's kind of like looking and checking out his surroundings. Like, I want to see the full video yeah. and see if he just dips behind the house or just starts sprinting away or what. The the lack of shirt is the big question that we need answered. Why does he not have his shirt? It's possible another scenario would be he got up to go pee and uh, he was coming out of the bathroom and the uh, the kid of the lady he spent the night with was standing oh, there and asked, boy. are you my new daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I need some fresh air. <laughs> I'll be right back, kid. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny if like all his sex moves were just like football plays. So, you know, you got the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up offense when it's time to, you know, finish things off. All right, huddle in. We're going deep on this one. <laughs> a little bunch formation. Cover two. You know, you're honking. <laughs> Cover okay. two. Yeah, no, I get it. He's got the headset on. <laughs> He's covering his mouth with the clipboard. Okay, boy. Instead of the eye formation, how about the pink eye formation? <laughs> got to be careful in there. Uh, yeah, I just want to know what happened. Where's his shirt? <laughs> Where is he sacrificing shirt, you know? it to the to the to the uh, walk of shame gods? <laughs> the, uh, dude. the sad thing is, we'll never know because no one is going to have the the cojones. To well, who's, ask the, who's the lady? We need the other partner participants. Uh, he must opinion. have ghosted her or something. If she's releasing this, like ring doorbell camera footage, doesn't just show up online <laughs> without someone putting it there. So either she shared it with one of her friends who posted it, 
or Bill Belichick didn't return her phone calls the next day. Yeah. And she's like, screw this guy. And she leaked that online herself. We'll get the truth somehow. Again, Bill Belichick is a single man. Uh, good for him. We know Patriots like getting their balls deflated. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> mission accomplished uh-huh. and all it cost him was a The Taz and Jim Podcast. You know it sucks when you lose uh, the tools on the job site, right? Mm-hmm. Can't find where you put that uh, that drill bit or the uh, the wrenches. Sure. What have you lost? A $100,000 space NASA tool bag while you're doing a spacewalk in outer space, Jim. Uh-oh. It's a lot of space. Did you leave it on the uh, rocket's tailgate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then, then drove, drove away? away? Oh, dang. <laughs> Uh, so this happened, uh, a pair of astronauts was doing a spacewalk on the International Space Station, and they had this tool bag, a $100,000 um, outer space tool, to, I don't know, <laughs> you get it, right? It's, sure. a, it's very... Two sp- hammer holders. <laughs> very specific tools for working on the space station. Um, and somehow the bag eluded the astronauts. So, so what? Like the buckle came loose? It, it doesn't have a mind of its own. So somehow it got loose. It somehow, got loose. Yeah. It floated away. Oh, man. And there's a guy with a telescope who has now found it. The white no satchel can now be seen orbiting the Earth with a telescope or a good pair of binoculars <laughs> hovering about 200 miles above the planet. <laughs> wow. That is a good set of binoculars. There it is. <laughs> I hope, like, no other rockets hit it and cause damage. Like, wouldn't that be ironic if another uh, astronaut 100 years from now was flying around out there and the hammer from it smashed through his windshield? It's not going to be up there that long. And you don't have to worry about it landing on your head. It is going to fall to Earth, but they say that it will uh, burn up and disintegrate oh, in the okay. Earth's atmosphere as soon as it uh, re-enters. Okay. So nothing to worry about. That's lucky. Other than the fact that it costs $100,000 and it's now officially space junk. Mm-hmm. Does it come out of his paycheck? <laughs> Get docked a little? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not like you can just go to Home Depot or Rona and replace them, right? <laughs> Before the, the boss shop. notices. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We mentioned this guy, a uh, 23-year-old down in California, went to see The Exorcist Believer, the new Exorcist horror movie, at an AMC theater. Uh, it was about 10 o'clock when the movie started. And he fell asleep during the film, woke up at 3.47 in the morning. Not one employee left in the movie theater. Everyone had locked the doors and went home. I'd take a garbage bag, fill it up with popcorn, and uh, <laughs> call an Uber. <laughs> he, he couldn't get out the front. He ended up going out uh, like a, a, an emergency exit with the buzzer going off yeah. and everything. So we're asking you guys, what's the strangest place you've ever fallen asleep? And we got some calls here. Oh, I'm just uh, don't fall asleep there. I fell asleep on a Greyhound bus there, and uh, I was sawing along so bad that the bus driver got upset with me. <laughs> He's like, you, don't go to sleep again. <laughs> you were snoring so loud you were offending the passengers? I was offending the bus driver. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Yeah, I, um, 
I fell asleep one time under a pool table. I was out in uh, St. John's. We were working out there. I crawled underneath this pool table in a bar down in John Street, actually. Yeah. Beautiful Classic. area. You know the place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legendary. I don't know the, the specific pool table, but you're no, painting no. a pretty good picture here. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't take you to the pool table again either. But, uh, yeah, this girl that I was meeting out there, she picked me up and dragged me back. I don't remember how I got there, but she got me home. Now, is that technically considered falling asleep? I, well, you can call it what you will. one 833 Jim is our number if you want to call or text. I'm sure that lady that picked him up was very impressed. <laughs> yeah, dragging him up the stairs, out of the bar. Rolling him from under the pool table. Yeah. We got some text messages there, Jim. Yeah, one guy says, uh, My friend fell asleep while working on a factory line and somehow kept working. The co-workers turned the machine to max and he kept up with it. <laughs> Because he didn't die. His sleeve gets caught. and gets sucked into uh, the gears. Uh, my younger brother fell asleep at a Nickelback concert. No word of a lie. Wow, with the pyrotechnics and the, the flame shooting in the air? Yeah. Uh, he must have been exhausted. It's kind of a similar one. Weirdest fall asleep spot? I was doing side door security for a Blue Rodeo concert a long time ago, and I fell asleep against the giant concert speaker during the concert. Missed about half the show. That's what happens when you when cheap out on the security, I guess, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you got the narcoleptic Truly, security yeah. guard. <laughs> Head on the base. But Blue Rodeo, a little more understandable than Nickelback. I love Blue Rodeo, yeah, but... Yeah, but you've got to try. Try. <laughs> well, apparently Taz and Jim listeners are falling asleep all over the place. Go ahead. Hey, I got a good uh, fall asleep story for you. Yeah. I was uh, in uh, Grand Bend with a bunch of friends of mine, and uh, we came back to uh, my buddy's apartment, and I was so, let's just say, tired that uh, I he had a set of steps to go inside his apartment, and I went to tie my shoes, and I fell asleep tying my shoes, sitting on his stairs. So, yeah, your so butt's, I, like, on a step, and you just lean forward and you, with your hand on the lace? <laughs> well, yeah, then I, like, like I woke up, like, four hours later, like, on the stairs, like, laying on With your stairs. shoelaces still in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, I now again, a, that's, that's more of a fetal position, but I was still, like, on the stairs. That's a passive yeah. story. I can pass out anywhere if I drink enough. There is nowhere I can't <laughs> I pass out. I don't know you guys are asking yeah. Uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Thanks for the call. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Um, yeah, this is a little embarrassing for me, but the truth, I swear to God. Okay. Um, I fell asleep on top of my date after um, we had a moment of passion. Mm-hmm. Have we all done that? Uh, I, I mean, I've I been close. I usually roll off. I feel like I've been in it where I've been doing it, and then I got, I've been dreaming. Like I'm still moving, but like I'm like, and then I cut a snap out of it. And be like, oh wait, I got a job to do here. No, no. And then uh, she kinda... it's like the guy at the factory who falls <laughs> yeah. asleep and keeps working, right? Like it's, but it's always like three in the morning, hammered. Oh, exactly. After a night of carousing, drinking, yeah. late night, the whole bit, and she shook me. Right? She goes, "Are you sleeping?" I'm the no, 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 no. I'm just uh, enthralled in the. Strong's a passion. Uh, yeah, no, this so, is the halftime yeah. show. <laughs> Taking a break. <laughs> Thanks for the call.
<laughs> Text message, Jim. You said there's uh, one there's good one to funny. end off on. Hey, Taz and Jim. One time uh, we gave my friend a whole bunch of money to go to McDonald's to get us uh, some food at a party. He was so intoxicated that he crawled into the back of a Greyhound bus that was parked at a local motel. And then he woke up in the morning and the bus was in St. Catharines. He got on the bus in Stratford. Luckily, he had enough money to get a bus ticket back home. True story. I've taken that Greyhound bus from St. Catharines to Stratford. That's right. a three-hour bus ride. Oh, and you're living or visiting in your parents in uh, in Mitchell, yeah. and then you'd have to get to b- back to Niagara College, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Right? That's a, that's a long you bus ride. go in the cargo area, or did you sit in a seat? <laughs> I know the cargo area, like under where they put the either the hockey gear or your luggage. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you crawl in there. There's already this guy. Yeah, hey, move <laughs> over. I want to be Big Spoon. <laughs> Did you get any McDonald's, or are we stopping on the way? The Taz and Jim podcast. Putting up the Christmas lights today. Really, is the big move. Yeah, the wifey wants to celebrate uh, Christmas as early as possible this year, so we're gonna make it happen. I'm procrastinating. I'm putting up that big GD Christmas tree. That the 26 I footer you got. <laughs> the mall Christmas tree you have yeah. to put in your house. And by the way, uh, uh, I know the true meaning of Christmas. GD stands for gosh darn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Christmas decorations, there is a doctor on TikTok, which is where I get all my medical advice now. <laughs> There is a doctor on TikTok who has posted a video that's gone viral. He's in a Target. Uh, this is down in the U.S., obviously. We don't have Target here in Canada anymore. Yeah. Um, and he's in the Christmas decorations <laughs> department, and he keeps picking up decorations that are shaped like Christmas trees. Okay. So, you know, uh, they kind of tapered look yeah. to him. Okay. And he just has some advice for everybody around the holidays if they are looking longingly at one of their Christmas decorations. Don't do it. So Target already has some of their Christmas decorations out and I feel like I should stop for a moment as a doctor and give a small PSA. Do not put this where it doesn't belong. Do not put this where it doesn't belong. Do me a favor and don't put this where it doesn't belong. Or this, or even this little one. I don't care that this is ribbed. Do not put this where it doesn't belong. Not this, don't even think about it. Not this, definitely not, you'll get a splinter. Anyways, happy holidays, stay safe out there. Don't put things where they don't belong, please. There are things that belong there, not those. Is there, is there an overactive amount of people on Christmas? <laughs> is this something that happens? It can be a lonely time of year, Jim. Certainly, but gosh darn, the f- tree ornament of all things. Enough with the gosh darns. I think we've reached our quota in this segment, okay? But that's not. That's totally fine. I didn't say the other thing. <laughs> we're, dro- we're dropping too many GDs here. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem you have with this conversation. Well, if I was if I was a doctor in the uh, ER and somebody came in with one of these glass Christmas trees where it doesn't belong, mm-hmm. I think I'd be saying, "Gosh darn, <laughs> gosh darn." Well, how'd that happen? <laughs> I was decorating. Yeah, I was up naked. on the ladder and I <laughs> slipped and fell, and uh, next thing I knew, Doc. Yeah, gosh darn it. Here gosh I am. darn. Uh, they do all of them look very seen. I have seen Christmas trees 36 years of my life every year and not once did I think that the two went together like 
it's just it's amazing what a fresh set of eyes can bring. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And now you won't be able to unsee it, Jim. Enjoy the holiday season. <laughs> Everywhere yeah, you look. Wow. Everything's a butt plug. <laughs> Tevin Peacock joins us. Yesterday we were talking about the changes in Edmonton with the Oilers franchise and how all the new uh, staff that have been hired have connections to Connor McDavid. They are doing what they can to please this guy because apparently, from what we heard yesterday, Dev, he's not happy. Yeah, Jeff uh, Merrick uh, reporting that uh, he saying, and the quote was, "He is legit upset and angry." Who legit upset and about angry. Uh, all the losing in Edmonton? Uh, he was asked about uh, Chris Knobloch coming in as head coach. He was uh, vehement in that he did not know that it was going to happen. He was. He said he was surprised. Uh, by the firing. So I, I, at the very least, I don't think he likes being put in the position where he's got to kind of wear this, where like the decisions of management are now filtering down to him. But he's the captain. He's the best player in the league. It's going to happen, especially when you are at the bottom of the standings for the entire league. Here. We were calling BS yesterday, yes. saying obviously he knew. Is there a chance he didn't know and they're making these decisions to pander to McDavid without his knowledge, which could be something that would alienate the relationship further? You know what? It's possible. It could be something where they think they know him because they've had this relationship. But when you stop being his agent, as Jeff Jackson has stopped being to run the the team, and you aren't talking to him all the time as his former coach from junior like Chris Knobloch, it's possible you could be out of touch with where he is now as he grows and changes and, and evolves. So it's possible. I still think it's crazy that you wouldn't consult the captain of the yeah, team. he must have known. The guy that you are writing everything on. Like, you uh, have a chance here. I think it's a realistic option that you lose Leon Dreisaitl, you lose Connor McDavid because they're just so frustrated with your inability to put talent around them where they can win. It's just, uh, it's if I, if I were Ken Holland, I would be shaking in my skates it's, that it your legacy is going to be losing McDavid. It sucks as fans, too. We want to see McDavid reach the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want to see him accomplish everything he's capable of accomplishing, accomplishing and be the be- be all that he can be, you well, know? I've I've talked to a bunch of people who just want to see the Oilers burn. Just because they, they're just so upset with all the first-round picks they got from losing all that time. They got McDavid, they got all these first overalls, and they just love... Squandered. They just love watching them... Blow it all. Squanzies out there <laughs> in, uh, in Edmonton. Do you think that they have the ability to turn this around, or is it too little too late, Dev? They're, they're, they're against the cap, so they need to find a goaltender. And how do you find a goaltender when you're up against the cap? I mean, they just sent Jack Campbell down last week. That's not the long-term solution. So how do you improve a team when you're up against the cap? I think they're in tough. I mean, they might make the playoffs. They do have the two best, you know, two of the best players in the in the world here, but it's going to be an uphill battle. The Taz and Jim podcast. Yesterday here on the Taz and Jim show, we were talking about the uh, inductees this year into the Toy Hall of Fame. You had baseball cards getting in there, the original Nerf ball, the Fisher-Price corn popper thing that mm-hmm. kids pushed around the living room back in the day, and Cabbage Patch dolls were inducted. 
Now, one of our regular listeners thinks that we were making fun of Cabbage Patch Dolls, and she's not happy with us, Jim. What's this? We've got Sweet Lindy on the line. Sweet Lindy? Good morning. What? I caught a little bit about you talking about Cabbage Patches yesterday. What did we say that, that offended you, Lindy? Well, smacking them around and... No, no, like, no. I didn't say that. Listen, I don't condone using a Cabbage Patch doll as a mace. I just said my sisters would hold them by the legs, and if I teased them or if I got in a, in a fight with my sisters, they would reach for that Cabbage Patch doll, and they'd hold it by the leg, and they'd hit me with that hard plastic head it, it um, was it was a, a great defense mechanism <laughs> for for okay. sisters against I, brothers back in the day i guess i didn't catch the whole story but i yeah, just wanted not... to say something good about cabbage patch dolls okay one of my daughters uh, was a preemie and i used to dress her in cabbage patch outfits and hats oh how so cute I would that be bring back the cabbage patch for all the preemies out there she was so small, she fit into the doll's clothes. Yeah, she was four, two and a half, and I brought her home at four pounds, and she was healthy as ever. She was just a month early. Wow, that would be darling. Did yeah, you put the little bonnet on her head? Oh, yeah, they had the sweetest little hats, too, to match the outfit. <laughs> I would, I, I would kind of wish my son was a, a preemie so I could dress him in G.I. Joe clothes. <laughs> You know, you can just buy camel pants. <laughs> I guess you'd have to be really preemie. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the big, the old G.I. Joe dolls that were like the uh, size the of Barbie dolls. Yeah, yeah, the tall ones. I'm a little nervous because you said like, oh, you used to smack around the dolls and you said, no, you didn't. But I used to. I used to like suplex them. Like when I was a little uh, wrestling fan as a kid, I would take those dolls and I would like suplex them. You'd use your sister's Cabbage Patch dolls as wrestling buddies? Figure four leg locks. Yeah, they were about the same size as wrestling buddies yeah. good thing i didn't uh, mistake your daughter for one of them she would have got a suplex off the top rope that would have been bad like you had quite the childhood <laughs> jim i don't think we what? should be talking about suplexing preemies on the on the show here I, it's an honest mistake <laughs> anyways i sorry <laughs> leg dropping preemies you're not making it better here with lindy i was trying to smooth things oh. over yeah, I just think they should bring them back for the, all the little preemies in the hospital because I know there's a lot of older people that make little outfits and hats for them, but those cabbage pots clothes fit. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I have a feeling that uh, somebody is celebrating a special occasion this week in the Taz and Jim family. Hmm. Ryan, our Hamilton producer, is on the line. Hey, Ryan. Hey guys, how are you, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. When's your birthday? It was this past Sunday. Hmm. Okay. Well, we almost missed your birthday, <laughs> <laughs> or we did miss your birthday by a couple days. Uh, Just to keep you on your toes. But you never told us it was your birthday. How were we to know? It, that's very true. I, I kind of like to sweep it under the rug when I can. How old are you? I'm 24 now. Oh, where does it go? What a fun age. Yeah. <laughs> where does it go? He's still so young. Cherish every moment, Ryan. Do you want to know how we found out it was your birthday? Can I take a guess? Sure. 
you received an Instagram message from my father. <laughs> That's a pretty specific guess. Yeah, yeah, and you are correct. Yeah, your dad sent us an Instagram message. Now, can you tell your dad that uh, we didn't get his follow-up? Because your dad in the Instagram message said that he wrote a poem for your birthday, and he was going to send it to us, but he never sent us the poem, and we really would like to see it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll send them over that message. He, uh, that's actually a little tradition he does in our family. Anytime someone's got a, a birthday, a birthday he'll, he'll write some sort of poem or like a song parody or oh, something. Oh, that's neat. He's got a hidden talent? Yeah. Is he using chat GPT or it's all from inside his own head? I don't know if he knows how to work chat GPT. <laughs> uh, is is your dad going to the Grey Cup? No, we're going to watch it at home, but uh, but no, not, not this year. I know he's a big Ticats fan. I just wasn't sure if he was going to go and rage against the other teams that are playing, the Alouettes and the Blue Bombers. <laughs> it's going to be outside Tim Hortons Field reciting a poem towards them, for sure. <laughs> Very <laughs> negative. <Never know. laughs> uh, this is a big week for you. It's your birthday and the Grey Cup Festival. What a party. Celebrating both the, C- the CFL and uh, Ryan Seideman. <laughs> this is going to be a good week, buddy. I, I know yeah. that... Uh, when I was in the Y108 studios the other night, I picked up a coffee at Tim Hortons in Hamilton, and I think it's only in Hamilton where this is going on. They've got commemorative cups that the coffees are being served in, gray cup oh, yeah? cups nice. at Tim Hortons. We should stock up on those and sell them to uh, people in Montreal and Winnipeg. Yes, 100%. Right? Like, do you think this sell it this year? Would you hang on to it for 25 years and let them appreciate it? Yeah, and sell it to the who, who, like someone who's a super fan yeah. in one of the the cities, in the city where the team wins sure, on sure. Sunday. Because every, every once in a while you'll hear about like a, a sleeve, an unopened sleeve of Tim Hortons cups that will go for uh, up on the auction block and sell for way too much money. Yeah, we need a sleeve. Yeah, whole sleeve sealed with that little twisty tie thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Pristine condition. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Tim Hortons, have you guys tried the new holiday smile cookies? I, Jim, I know you have. I mm-hmm. bought you one yesterday. Ryan, have you tried them? Not yet, but it's on my hit list. <laughs> I'll buy you one for your birthday. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Jim, what were your first thoughts uh, about it's, the new smile cookie? It looked like a smile cookie. It's got like the, the face on it, the, drawn, like the eyes and the mouth, but it's white cream. I thought it was okay. It tastes like a birthday cake. I, I was hoping right. there was going to be chocolate chips in there. It's kind of like a generic like sugar cookie, and I was hoping there was going to be nuts or chocolate in it. So you'd say you're a smile cookie purist? Yes. Old school. You like the chocolate chip version? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what I think. I'm going to have to eat about 20 more of them before <laughs> I make up my mind. Uh-huh, yeah. No, this is science here. You can't well, just do one. It's science and philanthropy <laughs> because the holiday smile cookies, just like the regular smile cookies, go to support some great charities, right? So uh, if you can give while eating a delicious treat alongside your coffee, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that? So smile cookies, um, holiday smile cookies, with little green and red flecks in them. It's kind of like a sugar cookie is is the taste I was getting out of it. Yeah, like birthday cake. If it's like a birthday flavored, uh, birthday cake flavored um, 
pop or uh, I don't even know what you call them, but like a chocolate pop on the stick or a cookie. That's cake exactly pop. The, cake pop. Tastes like a cake pop. Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, they're available now at Tim Hortons, and if you're in Hamilton, uh, stock up <laughs> on Grey Cup commemorative. Yeah, you never know Timmy's cups because they may be worth something someday. Now, they are paper, so... (laughs) Don't get them wet. Yeah, don't get them wet. Don't put any coffee in them. (laughs) Just put them in a... You empty them first. Empty it out, put it in a hermetically sealed box for Mm -hmm. 25 years, and there's your kid's college fund. (laughs)